This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. Uh, my guest today is Josephine Glaudeman. She's a partner with BCI Global. We're going to have a conversation about uh, site selection and how talent fits into it. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Josephine, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jeff. Before we get too far into it, I, I want to start off with who BCI Global is and what your organization does. Okay, well, thank you very much. So BCI Global was founded by Renee Buck who gave us the name Buck Consultants International, which is shortened to the BCI Global, because we are a global, leading, independent, boutique company, helping companies with economic geographical issues globally. So that could be supply chain, it could be footprint optimization, it could be site selection and location strategies. And we do that for all kinds of facilities, could be production, logistics, R&D, offices as well, globally, from our offices in Europe, in Asia Pacific, where we are in Shanghai for China, we're in Singapore for the APEC market, the overall Asian Pacific market, and in the US we are in, in Atlanta, and we have two offices in California. We are very proud that we were listed by Forbes on the best American management consultancy firms for four years in a row, but this year also on the brand new world's best management consultancy firm. So we are recognized by clients in the market. So in the 37 years of existence, we work with 1,500 clients. I will just mention a few of my own clients are very leading companies like Dell Computers, Hewlett Packard, Microsoft, ExxonMobil, Siemens and the likes, but also quite some niche companies like Emirates Airlines or Magic Circle firm LNLN. What are some of the HR challenges that you're working on right now for your clients? Okay, well, we have a lot of different questions from our clients coming. I mean, the most obvious is where to locate, looking at all of the factors into account, and I'll discuss that in a little bit later. But also, we have a lot of clients that have current facilities, and they have capacity growth, so they need to grow. But they question whether the local labor market would allow that growth, or whether they should look for new labor markets. And if they're looking for new labor markets, a question we get a lot is, are there any under-the-radar options? Are there any locations with less HR headaches that are available for us? Another thing is also with a short list of options, can we really forecast for the next, let's say, five years, maybe even 10 years, the labor cost increase over the next years? So how would that compare in order to build a business case? And last but not least, there's also clients looking at, are, you a, are we want to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, or do we want to be a... Um, a smaller fish in a bigger pond. So how to trade that out? And maybe last but not least is also, if we develop in new locations, are there any training or employment grants available from economic development agencies that we can help them negotiate? One of the things that comes up in a lot of these conversations is the war for talent and even a global war for talent. And I think that has to be relevant when people are uh, choosing site selection. It is. It is, definitely. And we see it in three different ways. I mean, the first one is really the availability of people. So 90% of the global employers currently have open positions that are not able to fill. So the availability of people is really one of the driving things. But we also see there is a lack of skills available. So there's a skills mismatch globally, so that people that are looking for skills are not the same as people are offering skills in the market. What's not helping there in Europe is that the, uh, many of the countries have an aging population at the moment. So the skills mismatch is becoming bigger even there. And last but not least, we also see that the costs are increasing. So 
it's also if there's more demand than supply, the labor costs will increase. There's double-digit inflation in many parts of the world, increasing the labor cost also for employees. But also employees have to offer more perks in order to get, to attract and to retain the right talent. So in that environment, with all of those variables out there, how are you doing site selection? Yes, yeah, site selection is typically a funeral. So when there is a large number of options, and we have clients who say, well, the whole of the US is an option. So that we funnel down to a few short lists. So the, the more locations are in the mix, um, the higher level the analysis is. It's going to be desktop analysis. But if there's only a few options left, it's going to be much more detailed and also with field work. So with, in both ways, so even the longer list and the short list, we do cost, quality, and risk analysis. So cost is everything that you can calculate with, in dollars, in euros, or in yens, whatever you prefer. It consists of labor cost, of course, occupancy cost, maybe travel, recruitment, training cost, and the like, minus the investment incentives available in the market. Then there is a bucket that we call more qualitative, and that's more the availability of people, the quality of the skills, the competition on the local labor market, maybe languages if languages are needed. It could also be the accessibility of markets, the ease of doing business, and the cultural fit. So for quality, we get data points, and we give it weighting, and then we score every factor one and five. So in the end, you have a total weighted quality score. Last but not least, we differentiate between everything that is risk-related. could be political risk, financial risk, natural disaster risks, and the like. And again, we, we are gathering independent, comparable, and reliable data for all three factors. And we're calculating a total cost, quality, and risk score to look at the different options. And we give clients strategic choices. So in that analysis of cost versus quality versus risk, we were talking about talent earlier. How does talent fit into that calculation? Yeah, talent is and has always been a very important factor. So I'm in the business for 25 years, and talent has always been high on the list. However, if we compare in 2015, which is not too long ago, in the cost analysis, about 70% of the total cost for, for support centers, so that's office-related uh, support activities, 70% of the cost factors were talent-driven. Now, in 2022, it's about 85%. So there's a, a significant increase of the talent uh, role in cost factors. In quality, it's similar. So we had, in 2015, about 55% of all the quality factors were talent-driven. Now it's up to 70%. So the majority of the quality factor is related uh, and driven by talent. Just before we started recording this episode, you mentioned uh, your organization has come up with an acronym IDEAL that helps you calculate some things. Can you walk us through that? Sure, I can. As talent is so important in all location analysis, so we developed the IDEAL, the in-depth analysis of labor markets. So that's an in-depth labor market study where we look at there's several things, including the availability of talent, which is supply and demand now and in the future. We go in detail there with data analytics and also forecasting there. But then we are also looking at the labor regulations and conditions in the local markets. We're looking at the support from the economic development agencies that are there helping uh, companies grow in a certain market. And last but not least, we look at the preferred employer package that we need to offer in the market. And in that total employment package, we differentiate, of course, between earnings, secondary fringe benefits, training and development uh, um, 
money that you, you give to your employees. So it's a total rewards package. But that package we split into three different categories, a basic package, a more competitive, and a more front-running. And that helps us to really define what's the potential of a market based on the different offerings in the market that you can do. In order to define that in detail, we use a combination of research skills. So we do, of course, data analytics, we do desktop analysis, we look at forecasts that are uh, published, but also we do a lot of field work. We do in-depth interviews with economic development agencies, recruitment agencies in the market, the um, uh, education institutions in markets, but also we, we talk to a lot of the peer companies in the market to really see what's happening in the future, forecasting, doing sensitivity analysis, but also doing scenario analysis to really see, okay, what happens if you offer different packages in the market? How does that give you your labor market assessment? Because we strongly believe that if you are the preferred employer in your ideal market, there is no labor shortage. I can really understand how a, a boutique consulting firm that is focusing on these issues in that kind of depth um, would be such a valuable partner when you know executives are making these kind of decisions. For someone who has some of these challenges and wants to start a conversation and learn more, what is the best way to get in touch? Well, I think it's easy. Just send me an email, Josephine Claudemans at bciglobal.com. Well, I encourage everyone to reach out to Josephine. I mean, if you've listened to this episode, I think you can appreciate she really knows what she's talking about. Josephine, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> you've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon. Mm -hmm.